Radio. Hey, do you watch wrestling? And that, I declare, is the name of this show. For you, for me, for he, for she, for we. We are the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. All of us. I am your wonderful and darling, redheaded, bearded, wrestling-obsessed host, Wrestling Matt McCarthy. Across the ring, professional wrestling Padawan, just started watching wrestling Sip Justice Tom Sibley. Hey guys, it's Tom. How are you? Greener than an abscessed tooth. Across the ring from him, the professional wrestling encyclopedia, celebrating his 30th year as a professional wrestling viewer. Mr. Vince Averill. Too damn hot in Los Angeles, man. It's too damn hot. I'm hot about it. Yeah, we have our air conditioning on. If you can hear it in the background, well, then now you know what it is. Yeah. And one complaint. No, oh, brother. Just one complaint. Greener than just a tennis do ball. It. Just do it. I dare you to complain about it. Oh, boy. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Turning heel. This is the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Go to feralaudio.com. That is our home. That is our network. That is our provider. Go to wewatchwrestlingpodcast.com. That is our website. That has uh, a Twitter uh, account. It's got a it's Spotify playlist. It's got a... Amazon banner, you can help us out financially. It's not on the very top of the website. It's over on the side. It's not complicated. You can uh, uh, just click on it and then buy whatever you want on Amazon, and we get a we get a cut of the action. It's all it's all money from from Amazon. It helps us pay for uploading this thing and and uh, keeping it on on online. That website's a cornucopia. We have all of our back issues. Every single back issue is available on our uh, back issue archive at uh, wewatchwrestlingpodcast.com. Um, we're on Stitcher, we're on uh, Blueberry, we're on Blackberry, we're on absolutely everything that you could listen to a podcast on. All that shit. Uh, All of it. We're on Twitter, at we watch W Podcast. Tom, what's the W stand for? It stands for Wolf Mother, the band that oh. did the awesome intro it, song ooh. to the Dane Cook yeah, HBO Tour Show. Not a good band. So good. <laughs> I don't know about that. One and done. One album. They just they hit their zenith and they're like, we got to break up. Do you like Wolf Mother? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't like Wolf Mother. I'm just. Uh, shoot us an email at we watch w, uh, uh, Shoot us an email at we watch wrestling podcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. It's. Uh, it's uh, so necessary. This is. It is inarguable. I have yet to hear. You know, people keep saying. The We Watch Wrestling Podcast is arguably the best wrestling podcast in the world. Well, I keep waiting to hear the argument. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that we have on top of it, uh, b- besides our superior audio quality, despite an air conditioner running in the background. Every now and then. Uh, I shout out to say our. something about it. A sincere well, well, hello there to our producer, Rob Sibley, uh, doing the heavy listening from afar. From the green, beautiful, great state, the great state, New Jersey, the yeah. Garden State, yeah, greener than New Jersey. His drive time just got a lot easier because of post Labor Day on the island. Rob's oh. not going to like to hear that you're the president of the Wolf Mother Fan Club. 
I'm just huge. That. I'm a wolf head. <laughs> I know. If Rob were here right now, he'd he'd get into it with you. I I didn't it. really. Imagine. I'm embarrassed. Part of me is jumping at the idea of people thinking I possibly liked Wolf Mother. Big Wolf Mother fan. No, no. I'm embarrassed. As a big fucking dog. Now we're just quoting from The Departed. Um, rate, oh, review, good, subscribe. Good Give us a five-star review. Give us a, spl- a swimming rating. Um, I mean, <laughs> I screwed that up. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a swimming review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Five stars. I mean, I've listened to some of these other... You know, I, I, all I can stand is about 15 seconds of these other wrestling podcasts. <laughs> the audio quality is terrible. The uh, Someone's like they're doing it over the phone. McCarthy's got zero tolerance. The content is, is subpar. It's like a two-hour voicemail. The conversation is snoozers from losers. And, and, and I'll go you one further. This is the podcast. The three of us talking. We don't have to sink. We don't. We don't. We don't have to star fuck and try to get on a bunch of you know. Oh, oh, we're gonna have people who who are on WWE TV come on and be a guest just to pop a rating. Who are you listening for? Come on with it. We don't need the rub. We're the draw. We're rubbing ourselves. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Matt. How um, exciting that this Friday night. What, ha- what? What is this Friday night? Oh, I know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. 12 We're Rounds Part 3, Dean Ambrose. We watch Wrestling Field Trip to the theater. We're going. It's playing once in Los Angeles this Friday. We better get tickets now. It's going to sell out. Yes. Yes. Should I buy his tickets right now on the air? Well, I well, have no, those he's passes. got those passes. Let me double check and oh, the, yeah. those passes. I bet you can't used. even use passes. I bet, I bet because it's the premiere... It's a special screening. Dude, they're, I will they're also, trying to get people in there. I would have to imagine, right? That's not going to be... But this, that's how they run that business, because it only screens once, so then you pack it out, right? No, I. it's also available on demand. That's the only place on it's Friday. playing? There's one showing in one theater and all... For real? Yes. That's why I think we should buy tickets right now. Can you? Look it up, just, just to confirm... I'm going to Fandango. You go to Fandango, please. Excuse me. I'm going to Fandango. No, that's the... Inside Dream well, of Genie. Well, when you go that's on there, it should, it that's, usually, that's basically what he did anyway. It'll usually say, like, no passes. So I guess when you pull it up, you'll be able to tell if there's yeah, passes yeah. or not. Oh, that's going to be a big one. Are we going to BW3s, too? Yes, yes. I don't. I don't know why. We I don't always have vacation to to go to the old Buffalo Wild. Buffalo wing, you know? Wild. We'll load wang. up on wings. It's too bad that they have one showing in Burbank at ten thirty. Ooh, really? That's the only showing? Yeah. Please, please confirm the, it was this 10, for me. Ten thirty on Friday. That was the the picture, right? Yes. Go, that's the, that's what I show. Okay. Thank God I sent grab. that to you guys. Yeah. Oh, you definitely sent it. Twelve rounds, three lockdown. Let's see. But if if going to see, are you sh- sure we don't want to see Twelve Years a Slave instead? I I have a screener of it that I've never watched. Nothing personal or racist behind that. I, I just- only watched it once. It is just so disturbing and just it's that movie is a bummer, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't do it, especially because yeah, I had a, a panic movie. attack during a Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, then maybe you should stay away. From- yeah. Did you ever hear that story? Because I thought Dallas Buyers Club was a comedy. Yes, I that's remember that. right. And I had a severe <laughs> pan, a real one. Man, Listeners, that's funny. I don't, I don't use that term loosely. At, like, how far into it were you? Like, oh, oh no. You had to step back, uh, step back off it, and set your cup down. There was a moment where he realizes that he's just gonna die. Oh, when and he's no looking at the cares. calendar. It, no, it's it's early on in the film. 
where he realizes that at people basically he just talks to the woman Ben Affleck's former wife and she Jennifer tells Garner. him like yeah uh, right. that's about as far as we can help you and he it's it's he's starting to sink in like oh I'm just gonna die from this like him going to the library and stuff like but what about the part where like his but you know we shouldn't be talking about this movie <laughs> But once it, I saw that, and then my whole body went calm, and then it felt like I had a heart attack. My whole body went calm, boss. Damn. I also was not sober back then, and I got ripped on some really heavy indica. Mm. No wonder you... It was called Hollywood, too. No the irony of Freaking out. <laughs> Booking out, man. Did you see that meme I found of Rob Van Dam talking to a, uh, a Ronald McDonald on the bench? I actually thought that was a funny joke from that Raw. That was really funny. No, the meme was funny, but it was funny that... On Raw, when they did the Lana Summer Rae recap with the memes? Oh, well, I know I know there there was those memes, but when Seamus goes, like, don't make fun of my family, I thought he was implying that he has a Ronald McDonald in his family, and he was unaware of the McDonald's Ronald McDonald, mm. which is kind of a joke stolen from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I did see that... Um Somebody put work? up some gifts from uh, Bola because there was one with like a bit of the drunken master, and there's also the the gif of when um, Trevor Lee came flying off the stage over Excalibur what? and dove oh. down into the. Do you have yeah. that handy right um, now? I I can probably try to find. I them. bet the audience would love to hear my reaction <laughs> 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 to something they can't see. And also, listeners. Um, Oh, well, these guys are looking this stuff up. It's because I'm looking in Los Angeles. There's no showtimes in Los Angeles. What was the uh, Barbie Blank? Was her name? Yeah, Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly, Barbie Blank. Uh, they posted up about 50 pictures from her bachelorette party. Run, don't walk. You're such okay. a pervert. <sighs> they are fantastic. I believe we're, Lana was there for some gonna, of it. We'll get to that in a second. If, <laughs> wait, where, where the hell is this showing? If you like butts, I'm going to check my phone. I'm checking my phone. I got Fandango on my phone. Fandango. I'll go through the Rotten Tomatoes app. So far, off to a killer start this episode. My God, man. This Flickster. Is, this is what they clamor for. No, people love this. People love this kind of stuff. Come on. I'm just going to search Dean's name. Dean Ambrosio. Okay, no results. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Be cool. 12 rounds. This is making me crazy. Get tickets and showtime. Tickets and showtime for 12 rounds. People at home are lapping this up right now. They can't believe it. They are being treated to something special. Now, if we don't want to go to the theater, we could just watch it on demand. We may have no choice. No, you you sent out a showtime. I know. I have it right here. Where? AMC Burbank. I don't know if Fandango has There's more a, than one AMC in Burbank. What's it say? Town Center 6, North 1st Street, Burbank, California. I mean, I just changed my radius to anywhere in the in, in 250 no, are miles. Are you still going through got Fandango, it. though? I got it. Yes. Fandango it. might not be locked up with uh, AMC. I, it may I, be no, I, have, I have Fandango. I just opened it up. It's AMC, Burbank, Town Center 6, 12 rounds, 3, 1030 on Friday. That's the only showtime they're offering. Can we buy tickets right now? Uh, I don't want to force you if we can get those two free ticks from Vince. It's a, it's the premiere and a, the only screening. There has to be no. There's no way that they allow passes. Well, I think what what I would like to do is call the theater. Not right now. 
When we're, as soon as we're done, call the theater. Say, can I use passes for this 12 rounds on Friday? If they say no, we'll buy them immediately. I don't think in that time we're okay. going to lose out. Then we'll sort it. We'll I feel like we're blowing it already. Well, Listen they're blown up and not having it at the arc light. By the time, yeah, no shit. I mean, it may be, it may very well be. The arc light was like, what I don't movie? see any showtimes for Friday yet on oh. their calendar, so we shall see. On the website on F- Fandango, on the side they have uh, exclusive 12 rounds, three lockdown, flash the badge, and the screenshot is just Dean Ambrose in a car next to some, some kids, and it, the look he has given them. I see. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody cool else in the theater, there. they might get disturbed by our laughter, because I think that we're going to have some hard laughs. Hey, and if you're in the in the area, come come hang out with us. We'll fucking be there. They're going to be into it. Everybody's going to be into it. Get some popcorn, get a Diet Coke, mm. chill out. And we'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings beforehand. Sit down. You need to die. Oh, yeah. I need to sit down. Um, we got a lot to discuss. Man, we got a lot to talk about. That's why we got to get to it. This is We're talking about it. This, this is the show. This ain't Goof City, brother. I'm you not trying to... Don't do- bring that Goof City shit in here. I'm not trying to make a Goof City. <laughs> but we can get personal if you want. I'll, I'll get as personal as you need to get. I slept a lot today. Been having a rough week. <laughs> not by a lot of people's standards. Yeah. What uh, what number? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Sneak fastball, Vince Averill. What number do you think Dean Ambrose is on the PWI, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500? 26. What do you think? Dean Ambrose. I sold out. I sold out, kids. I didn't get. I couldn't wait. I can't. I mean, I'm going to buy the physical hard copy. But um, I bought the digital copy. I think he was probably 18. 13. 13. Nice! Number 13. Let me go to his little thing. Who's before him? Who's 12? See, this is what sucks about the digital thing. It's like you, you just can't flip the page. I got to like click this other thing. Then I got to scroll up. Remember the old turn the page gimmick we used to do? Turn oh. the page. Rob even had the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Man, those were the days. <laughs> Well, hello there. Apparently, Dean Ambrose, six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pounds, been wrestling eleven years. Last year, he was number eighteen. Where the Mm. fuck did they get those stats? You don't think he's six four, two twenty-five? He's not six four at all. He's he's shorter than me. When when you were start when you were creeping on him and a uh, Trader Joe's, I was creeping on him. No, it wasn't a Trader Joe's. It was whatever that Canadian supermarket is. And dude, he's not six four at I all. I believe the Canadian supermarket is Ralph's. A eh? nice, nice, yeah. A, a P and A. Oh man, <laughs> come on! No, it's like GCA. It's three letters. The most popular wrestler of 2014, as voted by PWI readers, spent most of the past year feuding with former Shield partners partner seth rollins seth rollins who's number one on the top 500 i was gonna ask i assumed he probably the was the architect but was, was unable to wrest away the world's title should that be wrestle away yeah i would think so is that a word rest w-r-e-s-t not that i'm aware of i'm not a linguist i'm i'm gonna say yeah i'm a wordsmith you think that is a word yeah i read a lot i'm googling that word <laughs> Jesus Come on, Vince. H, dude. Rest is a word. Forcibly pull something from a person's grasp. Yeah, you wrestle it away. Rest. Maybe that is, uh, you know, it, it would make sense that wrestle has an even. Tom reads a lot of books. Word. 
Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big book reader. Yeah, he Do reads like some Daniel Steele and shit. Pen, Daniel Steele. Penthouse Letters. Actually, the Pendergast series by Lincoln and Child. Big fan. Yeah. Outrageous antics like hijacking a police truck and a hot dog cart are more cartoonish than lunatic. How dare they take it out on him? Who the fuck said that? Who writes that? PWI. Fuck you. The entire writing staff. The two people that are ahead of him that aren't in the top ten would be numbers 11 and number 12. Number 12, Dolph Ziggler. Number 11, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I think they should switch Dolph and Dean. I understand. Who's 500? Number 500? Who just squeaked in under the wire? I mean, are there even... Have I ever heard of him? There's no way you've heard of him. Does every wrestler make this list? Only 500. But are are there more than like definitely sure five hundred definitely? Well, for example, Brock Lesnar is not on this list. That caused a lot of controversy. Not enough matches. Okay. There's a certain criteria. Okay. They are working on the criteria. There's five hundred people that meet that criteria. Sure. Wow. If I had it in front of, well, I'd have to find the page. You know, turn the page. You know, there's ten thousand comedians, right? At least. (laughs) Probably. Probably. No, but comedy, anyone can go, you know, start doing open mics, but, like, you can't just right. just start wrestling. Jesus. Can't you? Maybe you can. I don't know. The criteria for the PWI 500 in order of importance are as follows. The win-loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, activity. T-shirt sales. So right there, activity is where you get Brock Lesnar because you, you have to wrestle at least once every. Can someone here seven times in a month or 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 hmm. once every se- something? Yeah, I don't know what it is. All right, I forget here, what it was. I, I, I saw a tweet where they it, explained it. It does. Uh, it does seem a little <laughs> strange to me that they're still operating on win losses. Yeah, according to Nikki Bella, wins losses. Who cares? That's what everybody seems to say. What do you think Brock Lesnar's response was when he found out he didn't make the PWI 500 list? What? <laughs> he just said, I believe he pushed I, his glasses up. He's like, what? Shut up. Where's my knives? Yeah. He pressed pause on Masterpiece Theater. And he said, <laughs> what? Uh, number 500, Space Monkey. Ah, uh, he had a good year. Five foot nine, 161 pounds. Been wrestling for one year. Mm. Last year he was not listed. Is Shockwave still on the list? Or is Shockwave falling off? The robot? Right, I'll see. Monkey Masked Man claims to be a simian sent to space by NASA and returned to Earth with an innate ability to wrestle. A crowd favorite in Ontario where he competes for Super Kicked C4 and Alpha 1. Wears a space suit with a lengthy tail. Fish Finisher is the banana split cartwheel splash. Does it say who trained him? Or no, that's not on there. Right? Chris Hero. He learned how to wrestle in space. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing that gimmick came from outer space, too. <laughs> um, Big long tail that they can grab onto. and Hey, keep going for it, Space Monkey. You know, you don't have to stick with that gimmick. See what happens. Good people of Ontario. Figured Santino must have had something to do with it. I do not see Shockwave, the mm-hmm. robot, on this list. I haven't heard about him in a while. Maybe he's... Uh, gone another direction is Bubba Ray Dudley on there sure absolutely I'm gonna guess Bubba Ray Dudley is 54 I was gonna say I was gonna say somewhere in the in the 50s 
So I'll say 54 too. Okay, Matt? 129. Oh, wow. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Well, you had my backing at least. Yes. You want to hear the top 10? Let's yes. All right, number one. Plug knows. your ears if you don't want to know. Can you go the other way from 10? It's public knowledge. Sure. Number 10, Kevin Owens. Okay. Number nine, Alberto El Patron. Number eight, Rusev. Number seven, Jay Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Number six, Randy Orton. What? That's a criteria vote, if you ask me. Number five, Shinsuke Nakamura. It doesn't even matter to him. Number four, Roman Reigns. Number three, AJ Styles. Number two, John Cena. Number one, Seth Rollins. Hmm. Yeah. Do I'm you know not why sure. I, what, what's, what, what are the dates that this is this is from? I think it's June to June. June to June. Let me see. I was thinking while watching Raw this past week. That's why as soon as you brought this up, I was like, I bet Seth Rollins is number one. July 2014 through the end of June of this year. How could he not be? The wrestlers must meet the following requirements for activity to be considered 20 matches during the evaluation period. Oh, so that's not... Or at least one match in seven seven separate months. Accordingly, notable wrestlers like Brock Lesnar, Triple H, and Undertaker have been excluded. Hmm. That's something personal. Yeah. Time to well, play the game. It's like any time they list the greatest guitarist in Rolling Stone or something. It's all these lists. People are going to have a problem. It's difficult. It's a subjective art form, Tom. Yeah, absolutely is. But, uh... That Seth Rollins has just been carrying the WWE on his on his back. They, after watching Raw this past week, it's just him. It's like wonderful. the whole thing. He's got a nice statue, or did he did? And then the Stinger. Did he always act so goofy? Is he getting a little jokery? Well, well, well he did when he was in TNA, he did paint his face like the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, and act like him. Because yeah. that was the kind of vibe I was getting. Well, when he, when he was popping up and down in front of the statue on the Titantron? Yeah. I like that. I wanted him to, when he went down, I wanted him to pop up over the shoulder. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But he was in the dark on yeah. that platform. He would have fallen into the garbage truck. Ha! <laughs> what number do you think Brian Cage is? Uh, the fucking machine? Remember the, Remember last Beach year? Underground? Either last year, if it was, I think it was last year when we did this. We were bullshit that he wasn't. He wasn't on the five hundred. Ninety three. I'm going to say this. I think because they fucked up so bad last year, that they're going to put him a little higher than they would have otherwise. They're making up for it. Or will they put him a little lower to be like we know what we're doing? <laughs> How we dare know. you? I'm going to say that that Mr. GMSI is one twenty. Ninety three. 78. Whoa! Wow. wow, a big TV star. Right. Protein. Lucha Underground. He's he's a what's he call himself a 4%er? Huh? I think it's I think it's a 4%er, someone who like, you know. Is that like a biker reference? No, I think it's like a, you know, people the people who like follow their dream and persevere and make all the sacrifices and fucking get what they want because they work their ass off for it. Interesting. Something like that, yeah. Stuff them naturals. 4% of 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 the population kind of thing? Right. Listen, man, why don't you tweet a cage? Tom, uh, uh, since you seem to be uh, so sure, how tall 
do you think Brian Cage is? And and how much do you think he weighs? The Wolverine. Wait, the what, what that shit says or the or actual reality? What this shit says. This is all we that have to That shit will probably say he's like 6'7", 400 pounds, all muscle. What do you he's, think it is? I think it should be that he's like 5'10", or 5'11", 225. Six feet, 242 no. pounds. That could be. <laughs> Been wrestling a decade, not listed yet last year. Do you guys think it's ridiculous they said Dean Ambrose is 6'4"? Who better than Cage? He might be. He's not. Very well might be. He very well might be. No. Just because you saw him, you know, at Super Stop and Shop, you know, he as might close have been, as you are to me. Skulking which, around. Yeah, Matt does insist I'm 100 was, feet away from him during the podcast. He was over the cheese. Was he standing, like he must have been slumped over. Looking at He's something. looking at marshmallows or something. No, you you could see him standing next to the wrestlers. Vanilla extract. See. Keep in mind, I love Dean. There's nothing wrong Shopping with, with being list. like five. He's probably six foot. Let me see what Wikipedia says about Dean Ambrose's height. But this is Moxley. the same thing. Like Triple H made fun of how what they build Shawn Michaels when he introduced him at the Hall of Fame. It's a different era. This is clearly the same one. See, this is definitely his build height because it's the exact same thing Wikipedia has. Six four, two twenty five. Dean Ambrose. Tail of the tape. Get used to it. It's the tail of the tape. And there was also ninety eight thousand whatever in the Silver Dome. <laughs> how tall are you, Vince? Vince is the tallest. I'm of six the foot three. Yeah, dude. There is no chance in fuck Dean Ambrose is taller than you. Hey, man. You saying Dean Ambrose couldn't kick his ass? No, Dean could kick all of our asses and then fuck our girlfriends if I had one and then, like, you know, ride on top of a car smoking a cigarette. I think you're way off base here, dude. About the height or that <laughs> description? Because you guys don't have girlfriends, a fiance, and a wife. I'm single and recently deleted twi- uh, Tinder. Oh, you mm-hmm. deleted your Tinder? Yeah. Wow, things are getting dark. No, it's just it, that the, it, you can get weird on there. <laughs> what are you moving to? <laughs> What's that? What are you moving over to? No, I I was on two. I was on Tinder and then one called Scruff. Bumble, and I just deleted them both. I'm just gonna kind of uh, meet people in real life. Yeah, just let life come to me. Kind of turn it over. Yeah. <laughs> Not try so hard. Well. You hang out in the produce section long enough, want to walk by. What? The grocery store. It's a great place to. Well, I got. I saw Dean Ambrose there, so anything's possible. <laughs> That's right. And you swing ACDC. What no, number? No, no, no. Let's not let the listeners think that. Oh, I saw Jonas Brothers once at a Whole Foods. Tom, you definitely Grindr? swing ACDC. AC you remember over at the Chipotle? Who'd you see over there? Harry Styles or something? Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Biggest yeah. tweet of my life. AJ Styles. What number? Do you think Zack Sabre Jr. is? Mm. No television exposure in the United States or anywhere that I'm aware of. Two in the 240s. Friend of the show, Marty DeRosa, was pretty bullshit about this on Twitter. He didn't. He wasn't. He didn't like it. He well, I, <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. should be number one. Okay, we all know that. So then he's probably uh, 197. 165. Oh. Six foot, 185 pounds, wrestling 11 years. Last year, he was number 310. Wow. He's big, on his way. Big gain. Is my man Chucky T on there? Let's see. The Kentucky Gentleman? Let's hope so. I was watching a lot of Kentucky Gentlemen on YouTube. Yeah. What about these rumors that he was going to WWE? Oh, that would be fucking 
cool as hell. He's, Do you know how many different haircuts he's had? <laughs> a lot. He, he had a full-blown mullet at one point. He mm. is uh, He's denying it on Twitter. Don't they all do that, though? No. Deny till you die, Tom, right? I mean, Kevin Owens, I remember, or Kevin Steen, if anyone remembers that gentleman, he wouldn't say peep about it at w, at the PWG. Yeah, but everybody knew he was leaving, so clearly it was in the air. Yeah, he didn't say, no, I'm not. Like, I remember when the, uh, when the American Wolves, their last time at PWG... Because part of Davey Richards' gimmick is that he has to cut a fucking promo after every match. Jesus H. So he's blah, blah, blahing. And then he goes, well, all right, we're going to Orlando. And then he was about to throw down the mic, and he's like, oh, I didn't say where. Because they, they wound up in TNA. Yeah. Maybe they were at... They I, they had an NXT tryout for sure. Yeah, they wrestled there a little but bit. But they're in TNA. Yeah. Um. Chuck Taylor is... In the top 500, what number do you think? Is there a one and a half? One and a half? Yeah. Three, one, 315. No. What, what do you mean one and a half? 76. You think he's number 76? I think that's where he should be. I think I just said somebody else was number 76 before we started this. 315. What? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what I think they Vincent. put him in. I could have told you Vincent. He's not this on TV. Was never met. He's he's on YouTube screens. So you think he's in number 76? I think he should be. What number is he? 273. Good. Six foot one, 198 pounds, wrestling 13 years. Last year he was number 175. The list is not called who's Tom's favorite wrestling. Should be. What do, they, what do they say about Chuck? Say so he's a gentleman. The he's Kentucky a, gentleman has been a standout on the indie scene for the past few years. He stands to gain more national attention now that he is signed with Global Force Wrestling. Frequently, frequently teams with the Trent Beretta as the best friends. That's the way it's written. Frequently teams with the Trent Beretta Good as the best friends. Unsuccessfully challenged Icarus for the Chikara Grand Championship in January. He's a performance genius, that Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor's never let me down. I've said it before, and I'll say it till my grave. And if he's in a match, if it's especially if it's never a singles eyes, match... Never take your eyes off Chuck. Not only that, the announcers should just shut the fuck up. Number 76 is Goto. Mm. Mm. Goto. Number 77 is... Oh, that's what it was. Cage is 78. Xavier Woods is 77. We didn't talk about Xavier Woods' hair when he straightened it, that one so raw. Funny. That, I mean, that was gorgeous. Oh. Xavier Woods, this past beautiful. raw, had one of the best, funniest moments I've seen in wrestling. What's that? With the horn? Oh, playing the horn after oh, everything? No, he did it. He synced it perfectly with Kofi Kingston at one point, and the crowd went nuts. Did you guys notice that? Xavier Woods went... We were watching Raw in a bar, so I didn't actually hear Yeah, there was it. no sound. Oh, okay. Here's what happened. Kofi Kingston was doing something to Cena, and Xavier timed... Uh, in perfect time with Kofi to like run out, come back, and kick Cena... And as soon as he did it, everyone went wild, and he was screaming wow. and everything. And I laughed out loud. 
You L O L. I L O L. You exclaimed. What are you holding that up for? Just, I'm getting a I'm getting a direct shot, so I'm just taking a break. Oh, okay. Do you want to switch position? No, no, oh, good. we can we can fix this. We, can. we have the AC going in uh, McCarthy A Studios. And speaking of raw last night, uh, shout out to the dude who took the well hello there sign and had it right on the corner there. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, guy, uh, the guy, same guy who drew your guys' picture, right? Evan. Same guy, right? Yes. Drew the pictures of you guys as your spirit wrestlers. Had a sign on Raw. He was on the corner, like, off of JBL's right uh-huh. in the front row. Orange sign that said, well, hello there. Somebody screen-capped and tweeted at us. There's a picture of Seamus standing right by it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Much obliged. Much obliged out there. Man, the Triple W universe. What about that drawing he did of you? As Dean Ambrose. That felt good, man. Yeah? That felt good. That actually, um, I don't know how much I tweeted about it, but uh, I was having a rough day when I saw that, and that really picked up my spirits. You're using it as your headshot now. Yeah. I, I use that to, for the biz. Thank you. I look great, too. You captured my essence. What about McCarthy the Butcher? Yeah, I requested to be Abdullah the Butcher, and he came through. Evan Cronenberg. Major shout out. Thanks, um, Evan. Big ups. There were, um, I mean, it, it, he's going to draw all of us, I think. Well, I told him to do Rob as Roddy Piper. If he does you as Nakamura, <laughs> could be I, racist. He, he asked me, and I told him Arn Anderson. There you go. We'll see. With the, the glasses, if you please, with, with the frames. <laughs> Enforcer. What number do you think Chris Hero is? Hero I feel like is, I don't know anything anymore. Hero's uh, 47. I don't know if you ever knew anything, Tom. 47? What do you think, Tom? Who's your hero? Chris Hero. Late 57. 103. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six foot four, 225 pounds, the exact same billing as Dean Ambrose. Now, are you telling me... Chris Hero and Dean Ambrose are the same size and weight? No. No, they're not. No. Chris Hero is a very noticeably tall guy. I would think he's... Oh, taller I, than 6'4". Yeah, I, I, thought he was, I thought he was taller than 6'4". Like a lot taller than me. Maybe Just, they fucked up. Why? Far be it from PWI to fuck up. <laughs> right. Like when they had the wrong, uh, well, the wrong Japanese wrestler a few years back? Oh, yeah, they put the wrong picture. I mean, when I was looking up in the back, guys that we like... They had uh, Bullet Bob Evans and Jack Evans. Their numbers were switched. Brutal. Hmm. Brutal Bob Evans. What did I say? Bullet Bob? That's Bullet Bob Armstrong. That's right. Uh, Wikipedia has the same build height, 6'4", 225. Well, you just add a couple feet and 50 pounds to all these? Fuck out of here. Chris Hero been wrestling for 17 years. Last year, he was number 69. There you go, Tom. Yeah, Hero. How fluffy is he looking these days? Tom, uh, I mean, uh, Vince saw him most recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Evans seems to think he looks terrible. Well, Jack maybe ain't seen him in a while. He he looks about the same to me. About the same? Yeah. This year, number 69 is Frankie Kazarian. Mm. Ah. Los Matadores, they put on some. Yeah, oh, so, you, so, so Kazarian was 69, you said? Yeah. What, uh, what number is Austin Aries? That's a good question. Let's see. I hate this. I hate having to like click and scroll. Mm. Fucking technology is the worst, man. Just give me the magazine. Dragging us down. 
And it's also, it's not even the full magazine. Because it doesn't have the, it's just the, the, top li- the top 500 and then a couple of the articles and that's it. The official rankings. It doesn't have the goodbye, farewell to the 500. Oh, right. Which yeah, I always have love. That. You gotta have that. What's I mean, the, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it does, but it, but it should. What's the I, farewell I, to the 500? Last people year's that aren't 500? no people the, that aren't on it anymore for whatever reason. Sometimes they died. Sometimes oh. they just fell off the list. Sometimes oh they retired. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they were on the DL. Um. Does does it have the ad for the the fantasy wrestling? Right. It definitely has that. Okay. Fantasy wrestling. Like, it has this cartoon that really looks like Kevin Nash. But the, it's such a weird thing that it's still the same ad. It's the same one for decades. But you like you send in money and pick some guys, and then there's like a, you know, it's it's like it's like a fantasy game, but with re- you have like a wrestling federation or something that you're running. Win a real belt. Dream up your very own professional wrestler and manage his career. Compete for the world title every three weeks and win a championship belt, engraved plaque, and, or other prizes. Has that ever happened? Don't get scammed by imitations. That will take your money and run. The IWA created play-by-mail wrestling in 1985 and has been going strong ever since. Our prizes are better, our service is better, and our prices are even lower than when we started. No one has the competition we do. Are either of you guys in any kind of fantasy teams? No. Look at Vince. Normally, I play fantasy football. I'm not this year. But not I, this year. You missed the draft. No, I just uh, I took a step back. I was all, I also ran a pro pick'em league for a lot of years, and I stopped doing it. Mm. But fantasy wrestling, I don't know, man. That sounds like uh, song poems. I don't know if anybody ever gets anything. It out just of that. seems ridiculous because I mean, you, you, the wrestler that you pick could just like disappear. No, 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 no. You create your own wrestler. Yeah, what? and then it's like. I, who knows? They're probably rolling dice or something. Who knows? Oh, it's oh, like it's, magic. Get at us if you're playing. Anybody no, out there more been playing? like more more like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. I would love to hear a story if someone wants to email us and be like, "I I sent money to these people." Oh yeah. What happened? I would love to hear that. Yeah. All right, Austin Aries, I have it. What number do you think he is? Kazarian sixty nine. Aries is sixty. Tom Sibley. Do you know Austin Aries? I'm not sure, but I'm going to say 83. 50. Whoa. Good, good, good. Five foot nine, 210 pounds, wrestling 14 years. Last year, he was number 23. Ooh. Oh. He's in TNA. Well, last year, he would have had those that storyline going around. Right. Here, we... Oh, Kenny Omega, number 54. Oh. Where does our man Sheamus fall on the PWI. Oh, I bet he's... I know. He's got to be pretty high. He's top 20, probably. 25. Probably. Although, well, he was gone for a little while. He certainly was. Right, 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 right. He's getting his dingleberries put in, his septum pierced. Okay, I got him. What number do you think he is? I bet he has his butthole pierced. 24. Yikes. 19. 42. Good. Good. To say he suffered some setbacks this year. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> a bad haircut. Six foot four, two hundred and sixty-seven pounds. Wrestling thirteen years. Last year he was number twenty-one. Three-time world, three-time former world champion. Returned to WWE in March with a new haircut and a new chip on his shoulder. In June, earned the Money in the Bank briefcase for a guaranteed world title shot. Held the U.S. title for six months before losing it to Rusev in November two thousand fourteen. Number 43 is Michael Elgin. Elgin. Was PWI not entertained? 
Are you not entertained? Do they mention Elgin's gear troubles, though, of how his stuff is so terribly wrinkled? Mm, a public falling out with the management may have affected his standing in the company. Powerful ROH competitor, competitor's heavyweight title reign lasted a surprisingly short two months before being ended by Jay Briscoe last September, a public falling. See, I thought the public falling out was about the wrinkled, uh, yeah. the wrinkled ring gear. He had a public falling out with a dry cleaner. Probably showed up to TV and had shaved off that little baby mullet, and they were like, what the fuck did you do? Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, number 40. Oh, see, oh, this is an interesting page. Number 46, Samoa Joe. Number 45, Bobby Fish. Number 44, Big E Langston. Number 43, Michael Elgin. Number 42, Sheamus. Number 41, Cesaro. Come see. Number 40, Kota Ibushi. Hmm. Number 39, Adam Cole, baby. Number 38, Hideo Itami. Do they talk about how he eats shit? Let me see. Adam Cole. Shit eater. Six foot, 190 pounds, wrestling seven years. Last Six year. Six foot. Six foot. You think that's a work? Oh, where are they <laughs> getting these goddamn numbers? That is insulting. Uh, this is their build height. I'm going to need you to sit back, Tom. Motherfuckers, he, he eats. He's below 5'10". He's probably like 5'7". Five eight. ROH agitator missed five months of ring time with a shoulder injury. One, the 2014 Survival of the Fittest Tournament was unable to regain the ROH championship in a fight without honor against Jay Briscoe at Final Battle. Size may be the only thing holding him back from greatness. Isn't that interesting? I guess six foot isn't... Oh, please. Mm-hmm. Please, stuff it. Big Show is number 36. Stuff it. Kyle O'Reilly's number 35. Oh, quick Big Show update. I know you guys were wondering. Um, Superstars, Inc., uh, where you get to find oh. out about their tattoos. Yeah, did yes. you watch that? I, I did. I watched uh, Barrett's episode coming up, though. We're going to get to find out all the details behind the tiger of Big Show's tiger See, tattoo. this is a different tiger from this tiger. No, he's just talking I, about the one because it comes from a photo that he personally took. Oh. I thought the first episode was Seth Rollins. Oh, I don't know. I saw. I don't. You saw Barrett. Yeah, I just saw a recent episode that was Barrett. Oh, I thought you went into the on demand and started. You know, binge watching. No, no, I hope that the the picture Big Show took of that tiger was in a zoo and not on some safari because that would just be it was extra. It looked like it was from a safari. I went to the San Diego Zoo when we were. They're in his bus when he's getting interviewed. I I started talking like that. Well, speaking of Big Show, I, I I was telling Matt, I was just watching Halloween Havoc 95, where uh, that was ended up being his first real match, I think, in the company, or at least singles match. He won the title that night from Hogan, but before their match, they had a monster truck sumo match on top of Cobo Hall. You heard right. So Can there was a Hulkamania get- truck, and then there was a uh, Dungeon of Doom truck. Uh huh. And they they had a circle, and they had to push the other one out of the Jesus circle. Christ! And so there's like, and this Hogan has no mustache at the time, right? And there uh, there's shots in the truck, like it's it's really hard for him. Well, is this when Hogan was wearing black, but he wasn't yes. in the NWO yet? Yes. They had pushed him too far, right? And so then he was like. Like a harder-edged Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh. It was a strange... It's 1995. It was a strange year for pro wrestling. Sure. Yeah, not a good one. Uh, but... For the big companies, anyway. So they 
They did this on top of something? On top, on of, top of the Joe so Louis Arena. No, there's... there's Co- oh, there were Kobo. Hall, right. And there's Kobo, uh, there was Kobo Arena, which is... Uh, I think the match was actually in Joe Louis, though. But there's Kobo Definitely. Hall, which is like a big exhibition hall. But so how, do, how, do they, how do they get the monster trucks up? I mean, that's insane. Is this not insane? I it, don't know how they got them up there. Tommy, uh, it's insane. Okay, all right. So, they... Big show at the time, being called The Giant. Lost the sumo. Uh, also, still truck being billed as Andre the Giant's illegitimate son. Yes. Oh yikes! So Hogan finally pushes him out of the circle. The Giant is pissed. He gets out of the truck. Whoa. Him and Hogan start start fighting. Hogan accidentally throws the Giant off of the roof, <gasps> and we don't know. All we see is Hogan looking over, going. Oh no! Oh no! Get help! Get help! <laughs> Starts running, and so then we go inside, and no one knows what what's going on with the giant. Did he fall to his death? Did he fall in the Detroit River, which is right next to the building? What happened? What happened? Well, ultimately, they then went to the next match, which was um, Luger versus Macho, and so then the main event comes. It comes time. Hogan's in the ring, and I, and I feel like Hogan's like starting Luger versus Ming. Starting to what's that? Well, was it Savage? Yeah, because the, they had Savage versus the Zodiac. They had no, they had matches throughout the night, and they ended up. Oh, the oh, I see. Then later on, I see. Yeah. I have the card in front of me. Later on, it was Savage versus Lex Luger. Right in the in the semi. Oh, I see. It. Had, I'm I'm on Wikipedia. Hulk Hogan defeated the Giant in a sumo monster truck match. Hulk, Hogan's Hulkster truck pushed Giant's Dungeon of Doom truck. Out of the circle for the win. This match took place on top of the nearby Kobo Hall. Although it was portrayed as live, the match was actually taped the previous night. WCW stunt coordinator Ellis Edwards portrayed the referee for this match, and the commentary team was joined by Bigfoot creator Bob yes, Chandler. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> after the match, Hogan and the Giant began fighting, resulting in Giant Kayfabe falling off the side of the building. Did you see Kayfabe is now in the Oxford English Dictionary? No, I did not. It's just added it, in this year. Is it in parentheses when they say Kayfabe? On Wikipedia, yes. Yeah. So it comes time for the main event. Hogan comes out, and Hogan, uh, I feel like he's starting to cut a promo being like, listen, I kind of explained it like I didn't. <laughs> Whatever, and then I didn't kill a guy, dude. Here comes fucking, here comes the giant with uh, Kevin Sullivan, soaking wet, not soaking wet, even though he had fallen in the river. God apparently. damn it! He fell in the Detroit River, which who knows what? Uh, it makes sense why they went out of business six years later. <laughs> yeah, not good, not good, but uh, interesting. I'm still. Not to be annoying, trying to wrap my head around them having it on top of an arena. Tom, it it makes no sense. Okay, it you know, makes no, no reason sense for it to have been up there. There's None. no reason other than what? someone was going to fall off. I want to know the. There's logistics. also no reason for them to have a monster truck sumo match. Right, you could have done that in the parking lot, or they could have just had a fucking match. The other thing they had for the main event, even though it was a title match, and I and I'm not sure why. But they had the added stipulation that that you could lose it on a DQ, because Hogan right. ended up losing the belt, and so that way he didn't have to get pinned by the Giant. And he could still give him the. I think he must have been leaving to do something. It says here, uh, Jimmy Hart put a clause in the contract. Right. Well, he is. But a week later, the Giant was stripped of the title because the DQ was due to Hart's interference. Mm. Then they awarded the belts. 
to the winner of the 60-man three-ring battle royal at WCW World War Three. Wait. 1995, won by Randy Savage. You heard right. Wait, Big Was Show. Was Michigan, too? That might have been in Auburn Hills. Big Show lost the belt because Jimmy Hart, he was Hogan's manager. Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia. Hogan's manager did something? No. Wait. Yes? Yeah. Hogan. Did Jimmy Hart turn on him? Jimmy Hart must have turned on him at the time. On Oh, Hogan. yeah, Jimmy Hart joined the Dungeon of Doom. Right. Definitely. Because he also interfered in that match with Luger and, and Macho Man. Right before the main event, Jimmy Hart was all over that show. Jesus, I, I, I like that he was in black too, though. Once Hogan was in black, then Jimmy started wearing. Black. I'm wearing black now too, baby. Was he wearing same gear, but just it was black? Absolutely, I'm going to be wearing the same gear, but it's going to be black, and I'm going to be wearing sunglasses that are going to be black, and my megaphone is now black. You got it. Uh, Vince and I took a couple field trips over the weekend. Where'd you go? What'd you do? First, we went to the Wrestling Guy store. Nice. Down in Huntington Park, California. How long of a drive was that? It's pretty long. Yeah. It was like 40 minutes, maybe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, worse. Uh, I'll say this. I, I want people to support that place. Uh, I'm glad that it's there. Uh-oh. Yeah. Why do I feel like there's a big old butt? Yeah. I don't a think big I'll, old Naomi. Just leave but it at that. He's, they've got he's got some action yeah. figures. He's got Lucha Underground shirts. He's got some WWE shirts. And he said all the Hogan JR's. shirts were fifty percent off. Hilarious. <laughs> Jr's products. Yeah, yeah. Jr's uh, barbecue yeah. stuff. No, no. The, he had uh, the seasoning and he had um, the jerky. Yeah, beef jerky. He had the the WWE stackums, which is as I was joking to Matt Vince McMahon, being like, "We'll do Legos, but we'll do them better." It oh, definitely. God. Now, uh, off the record, what was up with this place? I mean, it just it didn't have a lot of stuff for us. That's all. Who did it have a lot of stuff for? People who, who are going to buy action figures or who want Lucha Underground t-shirts. Um, and they had some, some pretty decent WWE t-shirts. He made it very clear he's been trying to get Ring of Honor to cut a deal and yeah. have them mentioned it have a few stuff. times he wanted to do pro wrestling tees but he was gonna have to he's got to make individual deals with uh wrestlers with the wrestlers themselves oh uh not a lot in the way of anything vintage or dvds or old yeah. magazines so a little light the stock was a little light okay 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 do they um, have any shirts of that? The were they all heavy black material, or were any of them? No, that was a pretty pretty nice. decent variety of the shirts. Yeah. Okay. I tell you, man, because I remember, I'd have to Google it. What the hell was that store that was in Yonkers? That's definitely gone. But oh yeah. They would speaking do the signings. Of, have any of you guys been watching Show Me a Hero about Yonkers? No, it's that on HBO. No. It's a show about the housing crisis in Yonkers during the 80s uh, on HBO, and it stars Oscar Isaac. Wow, Wrestling Central. So many good actors, but it's so boring. Cool, I'll yeah, check it this, out. This was, this was the place. There's no way it's still there. Although I'm shocked that they, are, they have a Facebook page, but... Maybe they've held on. I don't think so. Central Park Avenue. This is definitely where it was. It was right off the highway, right right near the cross, uh, the Cross County Mall. Mm-hmm. What was it called again? Wrestling Central mm. in Yonkers. 
It says here there's a wrestling universe in Flushing, Queens. That's where the nanny's from. There is from. one place. Yeah, there's somewhere in Queens that still that they still do signings and shit. It must be it. Because um, this place, um, Wrestling Central, they had tons of t-shirts. This is also back in... It was hot. The product was hot. Yeah, this is back in 01, 02. Oh, When yeah. we went. So they had a ton of stuff. A ton of... I bought, like, some Japanese tapes there. Mm-hmm. Some IWA stuff. Some Headhunters matches. Ooh, yeah. Blood and guts. Ooh. Um... Where'd we go on Sunday, man? But I mean, he, they, they had a bunch of old everything. Then on Sunday... Where'd you go on Sunday? Uh, man. Ooh, man. Friend of the show. Good good friend of the show. Good, great, great friend of the show. Uh, Henry Velasquez came through for us. Henry, I, Henry's a cool motherfucker. What, yes. what did he do? What? He hooked us up, bro. I put it out there. I said, where can I find old wrestling magazines? <clears throat> yes. And I got a message through my website. This is mattmccarthy.com. And he said, Matt, I, well, I could pull it up. I'll pull up the damn email so as not to misquote. Is this the guy that's letting you borrow his magazines? No. No. Do you remember? <laughs> no. Yeah, somebody said that they could. I could borrow their magazines. This but is I'm a very not really generous individual. Henry. We, I was given these magazines. Oh, my gosh. Didn't want and a thing for them. And newsletters. Hold on, let me pull it up. I starred it. I starred the email. Stardust. The email. Here it is. Henry Velasquez. Hey, Matt, I listen to your wrestling show every week and enjoy it. Are you interested in old observers? I have almost all from October 1990 to May 1994, plus some magazines and a year of Pro Wrestling Illustrated newsletters. I do not want anything for them. I just want them to go to a fellow wrestling fan who will enjoy them. Get out of town. And then gives us an invitation to come down. He runs a uh, vendor booth out at uh, Jimmy's. Southern California Jimmy's. All collectible show. Established 1979. Much like I was. Uh, Where is this place? 12327 Whittier Boulevard, Whittier, California. Jimmy's USA. Whittier! Jimmy'sUSA.com. We walked in. Hell of a showroom. Uh, Vince, an aficionado on sports trading cards, was knocked out. Yeah? And I'll tell you, Henry, I I was poking around because he had all kinds of sports cards. That was mostly his stuff. And some some, uh, um, some pretty cool uh, championship rings. Like re re remakes of you know like say uh, the '86 Mets or something. He would have like the ring that they had. Real? I didn't know but, they. That's so cool. Yeah, like a remake. But but he had he had some great cards too. So if you're into sports cards, go see Henry. That's right. Every Wednesday four to nine. Every Friday four to nine. Every Sunday ten to four. How many vendors are, are usually at these things? Oh, it's a huge room. Yeah. Yeah. There's you probably know. at least at least I would say six baseball card football you know sport card booths. A lot of Hot Wheels and, and Matchbox car stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Tops, Magic the Gathering. Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Bowman, Don and Russ, or Don Russ. Don Russ, yep. Don Russ, Yu-Gi-Oh, Ultra Pro, Magic the Gathering. 
There were some gentlemen playing Magic the Gathering while we were there. We had just missed a Hot Wheels show. We saw some guys walking out with a whole lot of ah, stuff. Yeah. A minimal amount of wrestling toys. Very minimal. Sure. Um, were there any wrestling booths? No. There was one booth had like a framed picture of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, An old WCW ring, like a yeah, disrepair. Yeah, like a like a like a 1992 or three WCW ring, like a toy one, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And then we finally found our man Henry, and uh, we talked with him for a while. Could have talked with him with him all day. Totally. Grew up in the uh, Los Angeles area, Uh in the you know SoCal. Has been a fan for 50 years. He said, "No kidding." Dating back to Fred Blassie versus John Tolos. Asked him who his favorite wrestler was. Never had one. Whoa. Never never could pick a favorite. Told us a great story about his dad smarting him up, but then staying with him to make sure that he understood that it was okay, that wrestling wasn't real, but he just wanted to make sure that he knew it wasn't real. So How did his dad smarten him up? Well, he's saying to him, he's saying to him that, it's, that, it's, that it's fake, that it's just a show. But then, see, this is, this is smart. This is good logic. He said, but dad, it's the same ringside doctor as on boxing. Because he would watch the the show from the Olympic, and then his dad saying to him, "Yeah, but when the guys in boxing get punched in the face, do you see them come back the next night?" And he's like, "No, I guess not." And he's like, "But these wrestlers, they get punched in the face multiple times during a match, and come back during the match, and then come back the next night to wrestle." But then his old man eased him back out of it. And he's like, "But, but, but, are you watching it because you want to watch people get punched in the face?" He's like, no. He's like, well, then why are you watching it? Because I like the story. There you go. No shame Aww. in your game. That's and then really he said lovely. for like three or four weeks, his dad watched it with him, and his dad hated wrestling. <laughs> but he would watch it with him and just kind of be like, oh, who's this guy? Who's that guy? And then finally, after you know a month, he's like, yeah, I definitely don't like this stuff, but you, <laughs> you enjoy. So we meet him. Matt says, what's up? I'm Matt McCarthy. I say, hi, I'm Vince. He goes, first of all, Vince, this is for you. And he gave me a set of, uh, I want to say, 91 WCW cards, the black ones with the gold. Um, awesome. Full set. Awesome. Awesome. Very thankful for that. Then he hands me a blanket because his mother would knit blankets. He gives me a little blanket for the baby that's on the oh way. Oh, my God. Then. This is the most heartwarming story ever to come out of this podcast. This box full of wrestling observers. Oh my goodness! Torch week or uh, uh, What's PWI weeklies. Look at this. <laughs> uh, of course, Tom. The first thing he grabs is a Missy Hyatt Pro Wrestling oh Illustrated God. Super Color Special oh. with a that's it's got a poster of her just like that in there. I'm more oh than God. just a sex symbol. Okay, I'll take it. Oh God. Um, this is book? a bountiful What's basket, that? dude. This. That's holy. This is worth some money. That's, un- that's unbelievable. All this stuff is worth some money. He just wanted it to go to a good home. The Wrestling Observer 1990 yearbook. Yeah, this is a Dave sought after- Meltzer editor. This would probably be. This is the only way to get this. Was this, this is a sought after property? Absolutely. Holy shit. This is not. Di- oh, no. This ain't digital. No. A lot of issues of Wow. I didn't oh mind God. Wow. I didn't mind Wow either. I just never bought it. This I couldn't believe this. I was I noticed this. I always wanted this poster. 
The Pro Wrestling Illustrated Super Color Special Number Four: Night of Dreams Wrestling Supercard. Wow! Dreams, Look at this. Dreams can come true, listeners. Because this would be that ad on the back of PWI where the kid had this in his room, hanging up next to oh, his no poster sh- of Sergeant Slaughter sh- and Kerry Von Erich or that something, is right? Main event: World Title Round Robin Tournament. AWA champion Rick Martel versus NWA champion Ric Flair versus WWF champion Hulk Hogan to decide the undisputed champion of the world. Plus, rock and wrestling tag team special, the fabulous Freebirds versus the Rock and Roll Express. Battle of the Behemoths, Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes versus Kamala the Ugandan Giant and Abdullah the Butcher. Tag Team Spectacular. The Road Warriors versus Kerry and Kevin Von Erich. Steel Cage Match. Bruiser Brody versus Jimmy Snuka. USA versus Russia. Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo versus Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Women's Championship Unification. WWF Women's Champion Wendy Richter versus AWA Women's Champion Sherry Martell. Special Return Grudge Match. Sergeant Slaughter versus The Iron Sheik. Scientific Extravaganza. Mil Mascaris versus Magnum TA. Luthez Special Guest Referee. Whoa. Plus, The Great Debate. Piper's Pit meets Larry's Zabisco's corner, all matches to a positive finish. I love this poster. I'm gonna hang. Yeah, it. I got a real problem with Rick Martel being on there. I understand. I hey, he it. was champ at the it's time. A shame it wasn't Bachwinkle or something. Listeners, they gave him a, a banker's box basically that is just stuffed. Mm-hmm. Old that's, that's, PWIs. That's covering like 30 years of wrestling that's, right there. That's incredible, man. That's so. Um, good. A couple programs. That's Jesus. So good. A, I'm to a single issue of. The Wrestling Insider by Sam Kaplan. With some notes on the back. No, no this is the address. address. It's a newsletter that got oh, mailed oh, in the Oh, mail. oh, oh, my God. It's handwritten. That's right. I need to spend some time in that box. Yeah, I need to spend a lot of time in this box. Yeah, Look I at this. This is boxes I need to spend time in. This is October. God damn it, I, well, I couldn't miss it. Apropos. October. Don't worry. We're getting to your present, too. He gave us something for you. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. October oh, 8th. Yeah, did. Look at this. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter, October 8th, 1990. Look at this. Holy shit. It's just all typed up. Look how small is this font? Double-sided. And it's written like the Bible. It's just two columns, tiny writing. Dude. Then you get into some of these. The pro is that re- Meltzer? That? That's Meltzer, No, man. shit. And then the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Weekly Newsletter. You knew about this? How long did they do this, Vince? PWI did I'm not did sure how long they did it, but they did it for a while, where they would do the like a weekly newsletter around the magazine that would come out once a month. Oh, here's another. What, what time period was that? Well, I mean, it, it was for a while. So, so obviously, in the early 90s, they were still doing it. Yeah. Oh, here's another Wrestling Insider. Wow. Wrestling Observer Newsletter. See, all the way through till about 90... Somewhere in 91, he gets the letterhead that we've come to know now. Right, so that's... Cleaned it up a little bit. That's the Wrestling the Observer, Observer Newsletter. Uh, yeah, the last hard copy I got, which would now have been a number of years ago because I switched to digital, but mm-hmm. it still looks just like that. So i got to spend some time with that this. That shows how voracious wrestling fans are to read that. That is, It's just too... Pre-internet, man. text. Check it out, Tom. Some of these magazines might interest you. What's that? Wrestling All-Stars presents Beauties of Wrestling. Oh, my goodness. Wrestling Eye presents Women of Wrestling. (laughs) Shit. Some glow girls on the cover, I think. Pro Wrestling Eye presents Women of Wrestling, First Sensational Issue, Spring 1988. All right. And then a lot of them are, you know, 
looked back at the year, year in reviews, PWI, Tremendous. The Wrestler. Thank I mean, you, Henry. I, I, I said to him, I, I can't thank you enough. Henry, thank you. What a guy. Friend of the show till the end. What do you give Tom? Oh, oh yes, yes. What 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 am, what did what did I get? It reminded me of that scene in Kingpin, when when his landlord walks in with a handle of vodka and says, "Well, I know how you like to drink. I know how you like to drink." So he might as well have said, "Well, I know how Tom's a pervert." <laughs> he presented us with three different trading card options for you, Tom. Uh huh. They were all scantily clad. They were all... One was bikini babes. Uh He said, one... He goes, this one's not very risque. This one's somewhat risque. And then he said, this one is very risque. And I said, well, then I think we have to go with the very risque. Here is your complete set of Penthouse Collector's Series trading cards. And you may note... Open that up. Oh, he's having a fit. He can't get it open. His hands are shaking. <laughs> Some of those oh, cards shit. open up like a center. Talking to the mic, Tom. Shit. Talking to the microphone. All right. Walk us through. Oh, Walk us man. through what, what, what looks like see. woman. All right. The first one on top, the cards actually, oh, shit. They oh. open up into an actual centerfold. Whoa. <laughs> Tammy Lane, Whoa. 87. Oh, my goodness. Sip bone. Jesus. Next up, we got uh, oh we got. Oh wow. Oh brother. Lori Gilbert, eighty-seven, July first. She was a real tush. Oh my god, the caboose on this one. You know what would be fun? Measurements is thirty-four, twenty, thirty-four. Oh, that's a work. Are you telling me oh, those are thirty-four? Me. That's Dancing, a work. Dancing, gentle, and caring men. All right, I'll take it. Sorry, Tom. Oh wow! There you go. Something. Henry, me. you're a good man. <laughs> Tom will spend some time with you. You're that. a good, good man. I got the place to myself for a week, actually. So, uh, oh, hello there. Who's this? Well, hello there. Some of those centerfolds are gonna be sticking together. Uh, we got uh, Mindy Ferrara. Oof, great, great gal. Uh, January '87. She's 23. Interest, law, show business. I'm staying true to myself. Law? Yeah, the law. Her interest is the law? The live, law. Live audio wrestling, sure. Mm, makes sense. Henry, you're a good man. Ooh, Margo Chapman. You're a good man. I knew you were a good man. Used to have a uh, an internet radio show about uh, roller derby. Whoa. What'd you find now? That Tom, one was stuck together. Tom Ta- is in heaven. Tawny. Just Tawny, like Cher, March 88. Whew. Uh, Interests are Italy, the mountains, and sensuality. All right, Tawny. The country. Just the country Italy. All right. All right, Tom, we need you back. Put those away. One more. Just one more. Your own time. One more. One more. We have Kasha Papillon. (laughs) Oh, God. Kasha. August 1988. Serious? Oh, shit. Um... (laughs) Measurements 34, 24, 34. Interest, working out, acting, right. and the beach. All right. Put a sock sorry, on it. Sorry. Thank you, Put Henry. Put a sock on it. Great stuff. You see this here, Tom? Excellent. No, put them away. I'm, put I'm, put I'm, it all away. All right, all right. Do you see this? 
This is a uh, pro wrestling, pro wrestling illustrated wrestling almanac and book of facts. Holy shit! About the size of a TV guide. I used to buy those. Sure, carry. You should carry it with you. Some of these stats aren't on the internet. Maybe they are. But it's just what you'd expect it to be, Tom. The 10 biggest news stories of 2005. 2005 year in wrestling. 2005 the year in ratings. The 2005 PWI 500 is also in here. Interesting. All the pay-per-view cards. Title histories. Wrestling historical cards. What's in, what's out. What's out. Uh, we can play turn the page real quick with this. Sure. All right, you, you tell me when to stop. Stop. No Mercy, 2002. Christian and Chris Jericho beat Booker T and Goldust. Tori Wilson pinned Dawn Marie. Rob Van Dam pinned Ric Flair. <laughs> what a strange time. The business was going down. Jamie Noble pinned Tajiri. Oh, what a travesty. Triple H pinned Intercontinental Champion Kane to unify the titles. Oh, he was the Raw Champion. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Ooh. Missy Benoit. Beat Miss Edge. you every day. Beat Edge and Rey Mysterio Jr. In the finals of the tournament. Oh, this is actually... That's a great match. What's the tournament? Uh, they When they finally did uh, a SmackDown tag titles, they did a tournament for it. This is this might even be like a match of the year candidate. Oh, okay. That might have been the 2002 match of the year, actually, for the Observer. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit beat Edge and Rey Mysterio Jr. in the finals of a tournament to crown the first SmackDown tag team tag team champions. When Angle forced Edge to tap out, Trish, Trish Stratus pinned Victoria. Wow, this is a moment. This is a very apropos uh, pay per view that we landed on too. The main event. The first ever meeting. Is it the first ever? It must be. SmackDown champion Brock Lesnar pinned The Undertaker oh, no shit. in a Hell in a Cell match. Wow. That is a bloodbath. Wow. Maybe you should you should watch that. No Mercy from 2002. The Altel Arena, Little Rock, Arkansas. you got to put the cards down once in a while and watch a little pay-per-view this week. Huh? You owe, I, you I owe need it to time Hen- to regroup. You owe it to Henry to watch some wrestling and 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 not uh, ruin the cards he donated to your to your f- filthy filthy life. What was that? No mercy. O two. O two. Henry, <laughs> you're a good man, Charlie Brown. How you doing, Henry? Um, I I. Pff. I don't even know where to begin with this box. What a kind man. I mean, this Wrestling Observer 1990 yearbook, in and of itself, what a find. Right. It's basically, that's how he used to do the awards issue. And it would just be like a big, a whole big fucking thing. It's like it's like a legal pad. Yeah. What, what is that? Like uh, eight and a half by 14 or something? Sure. Yeah. That's, that is what, like, when you, I remember working in an office when I'd print stuff out on legal paper, it would be that size. It's got photos. Um, let me. It has a table of contents. Top wrestling news stories of 1990. Ultimate Warrior beats Hulk Hogan for the WWF title at WrestleMania 6. SWS formed. Genichiro, Genichiro, Tenru. I know how to say Tenru. I don't know how to say his first name. Can I say Tenru's first name? Uh, let me see it. Genichiro. Someone at home right now is screaming the correct Come on, Vince. How do you say that? I know I've, Make heard, Tom hungry. I know I've heard it said, but... 
I, I don't know. You're making my mouth water. Tenru leaves all Japan. U.S. arena business collapses. Mm, that'd be an interesting article. WWF, New Japan, and All Japan combine for one show. I would love to watch that again. I might have that somewhere. If you do, let me know, man, because I'd like to see it. UWF folds. Sting wins NWA title. Ric Flair tries to get out of contract. All Japan and New Japan agree to exchange talent. All Japan and New Japan combined to draw 63,900 to Tokyo Dome. Ole Anderson named NWA Booker. Yikes. (laughs) Other news and headlines from 1990. Titans pay-per-view fight with viewer's choice. Titan signs Mike Tyson gets Buster Douglas. AWA stops running shows. Superstar Graham comes clean on steroid abuse. Brutus Brutus Beefcake in parasailing accident. He almost, oh. he, he didn't almost, he broke his face. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Jesse Ventura quits WWF. Onita does stabbing angle with Jose Gonzalez. Mm, very poor taste. We talked about that very quickly one, uh, issues and issues ago. It was like, he did, this guy, uh, Onita, he started Frontier Martial, FMW, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, just a blood promotion. That's what ECW kind of stole their vibe from. Uh, and he did an angle, fake, kayfabe, of, like, based on the Bruiser Brody stabbing. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is that what he was... Yeah. Oh, dude. Very... Not yeah. chill. <laughs> Very not chill. Jim Cornette and Stan Lane quit NWA. Rick Rude quits WWF. Top 10 news stories for the United States, Japan, and Mexico. Wrestling Observer Awards. See, here's what's interesting. I'll skip all the... Then it's all the awards for the entire year. Then it has articles in the back written by people that aren't... In in addition to Dave Meltzer writing articles, Wrestling with the Devil by Frank DeFord, A Flare All of His Own by Billy Warden and Jonathan Proper. Are these like editorials? Yeah, essays. Hardcore Fans and the Wrestling Business by Bruce Mitchell. The Evolution of Newsletters by Mike Tanay. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm sure that's a scorcher. we got to read all this shit, man. Wrestling Life on the Fringe with Cactus Jack by Mark Madden. Good <laughs> lord. This is amazing. <laughs> Would that be pre-WWF for Cactus Jack? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So that was like back when he was... He had been in... Had he been in WCW at that point? He might have just been on the Indies up until 1990. I think he was in. I think he was in WCW by then. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Dude, I don't know. Henry's the man. That's it. That's Henry. all there is to it. He's the man. There you go. I. This is the coolest thing. I'm gonna be whacking off for days. Put him down, Tom. All right. Unbelievable. Finish the show. My favorite one is on top right now. What's her name? She's, she doesn't have big boobs, but she's got a big butt. I think she's uh, <laughs> Latina. Jesus. You don't get this on other wrestling podcasts. My favorite kids. one is uh, Lori Gilbert. There you go. Oh, but then there's this. From Little House on the Prairie. Attack. All right, put her Cactus away. Cactus right, was not away. in WCW till 91. That sounds right. He was, and that's 90, what in, you're uh, looking at, right? Right. This UWF is. and uh, World Class before that. Right. Tom. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestling fan 
is Hen- what, can we say are we saying Henry's full name or just Henry? I'm saying it the whole time. What's his full name? Velasquez. Henry Velasquez, favorite wrestling fan. And uh, I'm going to go week two because I watched a lot of Chuck Taylor. It's Chuck Taylor. There's so much funny, fucking hilarious stuff of Chuck Taylor. And I saw a lot of different early clips of him. And he's been Chuck Taylor the whole time. And I thought that was really cool. I wasn't expecting that. Would you watch? The thing that I learned most from was there was like a 20-minute clip that was like all chuck taylor's funniest moments is what it's called on youtube oh yeah and you know he's he's younger he looks he looks completely different from from one to one to one but he was always chuck taylor and there was times where he was doing matches where like it was dead quiet i think some of them were even in japan maybe but you know and and as like a comedian you might start to think like oh man i may have pulled back cuz he was still totally himself still screaming like a girl yeah. still doing all of it and um yeah so it's it's week 2 chuck taylor just check him out if if you never have yet which i'm sure most of you have i think within the last year or two rf did one of those things where they like went with him for a weekend or something and then they they do like a little shoot but they're also with him like backstage at one or two indie shows that he did yeah not to promote RF, but... And the other thing is... <laughs> no. Commentary really sucks when it comes to Chuck Taylor matches. Because you kind of just want them to not talk so you can hear all the stuff that he's saying. Because they were showing a lot of PWG clips and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're doing commentary, which I know they have to do, but, like, you're missing a lot of the jokes you would hear if you were there. Well, I, I believe PWG is, is one of those DVDs where you can turn off the commentary. Oh, oh, nice pretty sure i'm not sure roh you can i think pwg you can as well oh and at one point chuck did the undertaker thumb across the throat and screamed triple moon salt (laughs) 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 and then he did just a huge backflip into nothing basically Uh, it's funny i was watching i sent you guys this i don't know if you watched it i was watching a a thing on youtube of like el generico moments and uh the one that hit me was he was backstage at pwg his back hurt so he's having excalibur rub his back (laughs) (laughs) then uh i don't know where chuck comes up and and pays off excalibur throws him i think even just a dollar it looked like a dollar it looked like one dollar and generico's like sure he takes it and he powders out excalibur what is generico oh excuse me no Excalibur leaves. Generico's still waiting for his massage, his rub down. And Chuck starts giving him the elbows and rubbing him way too hard. Then he puts a knuckle in there. He starts grinding in a knuckle, and El Generico's like, ah, ah, amigo, amigo, no, no, es bueno. And then finally, Chuck picks up some bag and just smashes him, smashes it, smashes it across uh, Generico's back. And then Generico jumps up and he's like, oh, what is going on? And then Chuck Taylor's standing there and he's like, this isn't over, El Generico. <laughs> and he like flipped his hair. Flipped his hair back. Yeah. There was one match at PWG where he was wrestling, uh, what's his face? Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. He had a buzz cut and he paid Colt uh, money to let him body slam him. Like... <laughs> To hold, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what the terminology would be, but he held him like on his chest and like threw him down, and Colt was okay with it. That sounds like a um, power slam. Yeah, something like that. But it was funny. Colt took the money and happily let him do it. Well, 
I also liked on the Generico thing, it had uh, him and, now that you mentioned Cole Cabana, they were, you know, screaming and, and half jerking off and throwing money at the guys doing stuff. Like watching, you know, somebody do push-ups and somebody else, you know, eating or something. They were just watching Excalibur reading, you know. And then they're in a locker room and they're just both disgusted, shaking their heads no. And the camera pans over and it's Candace getting changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it pans back to them and they're like, fuck this, we're out of here. <laughs> Vince, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, my favorite wrestler is actually a tag team and it would be... Uh the tag team of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Uh, the Brain Busters? Well, in WWF, they're the Brain Busters there for a couple of minutes. And then, uh, of course, they were two members of the Four Horsemen. Uh, I mean, their their run as the Brain Busters was pretty fun. They, uh, they, they had a few matches with Demolition, as I recall. A little thing with Demolition. They had some great matches with the Rockers. Definitely. There's that Saturday Night's main event when Heenan fires them. And they have the two out of three falls match. That's right. Um, you know, you got Tully. He's the he's the uh, he's the finesse with with maybe my favorite move in all of wrestling the sling, slingshot suplex. <sighs> you got Arn, all power, the fucking chemistry. Uh, it's just like you know the it was it was tag teams, man, tag team wrestling. You know, I just did uh, shout out to friend of the show Wade Keller. I just did uh, the PW Torch uh, live uh, talk Thursday interview, t- whatever the fuck he calls it. I don't know. He had me on his show. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, interview Thursday. Torch Talk Live. That's what it is. Okay. Um, and uh, he takes callers, you know. Um, it's interesting. One of the things Henry said he liked most about our show is that it is just us talking. He's like, you know, a lot of these, sp- like, sports talk, they, they take callers, and all of a sudden they're dictating to you where the conversation goes, as opposed to, no, this is the show right. type of thing. We're the best show in town. Open lines are the worst, one of the worst things of all time. In my, when I'm listening to something, mm-hmm. I hate when they open up the lines. Go ahead. What that about coast? Said, what about coast to coast AM? Oh, maybe one exception. Maybe <laughs> if one exception. for one episode we could take calls, I think it would be hilarious. Definitely, yeah. but we need Rob. Yeah. Well, hello there. Uh, somebody called in and asked, "Why do people like Arn Anderson?" <laughs> and kind of gave a little, a bit of a Tom Sibley vibe of like. You know, he just looks like somebody's dad. The original dad bod? People are original pissed about the original dad bod? I, kids, I wish you could see Vince's face when I said that, when somebody wanted to know why would anybody like Arn Anderson. Man, Listen. people get into wrestling at different times, and, and He's a look- badass. I know he's a badass. He's a fucking very real badass. And I, and I love him, especially when he does kind of dad it up, when he wears his glasses, if he's got a polo shirt on, too. Dude. Dude, a little, little bit of a gut. Listen, that's I, executive punch. He's a big hairy bear, man. I ain't gonna sit around and try to explain chocolate cake to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't direct that at me. Don't direct that at me. I like Arn Anderson. You've said some questionable things about him in the past. I feel like Arn Anderson was. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But. He's the first guy I ever remember seeing do the uh, drape, like, you know, yeah. sliding the thumb, the, the, ac- thumb? the thumb across the throat. And did he, he also yell triple moonsault? Not that I recall, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, shit. That guy's just so... That spine buster. Oh, so would, crisp. So crisp. So and powerful. I, when he would do the spine buster sh- to Shawn Michaels, holy crap. Yeah. 
my God, he is broken in half. Matt, who's your favorite wrestler? Yeah, Matt. That's a good question, Vince. My favorite wrestler is the unstable lunatic fringe Dean Ambrose. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's always Friday badass. Night. Yeah, but it is it is because we're going to see his acting debut Friday night. Big time. I remember when we when we went to, uh, was it Dragon Gate USA at BB King's? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, it right. was, it was, was Dragon, Yeah, John Moxley was there. Yep, and I remember thinking this guy's because he he did a lot of talking and he was out there for a while and they did a they they had the show. It was great. They had each match kind of bleed into the next one. So there was a even though it was just a live show. I guess it must have been. I mean, I have the DVD of it over here in the Arena McSee archives. He was very. It was very fluid, though. Very fluid. Those shows. But I remember thinking, this guy's great, but I don't see WWE being in the cards, right? Because he he hadn't he didn't have a lot of mass on him. It was also, you know, how many years ago was this? Now, two thousand ten. No, I mean, at this point, I think Daniel Bryan maybe had just gone, but it was already like it didn't. There were so many guys going back to Ring of Honor who I would have thought, well, this is all, this is incredible, but there's just no way that you're yeah. going to get to WWE or get and, a handshake. And now he he's like a top guy, or at least could be if they just let him do well, it. He could be a tip-top guy. He could be the guy. He could be the guy. There's really no reason he's still not feuding with Seth Rollins. Right. You know? No, because there's too much logic to that. <laughs> oh, shit. Tom just dropped his mic. He's furious. Get away from the cards, Tom. Tom. Don't touch those cards. Put the cards the show's down. over. Ooh, you can just look at the back. Oh, man. Uh, can I just tell you who's on the back? It's Is that number one? Sienna. Cena. Oh, fuck me. Uh, John Cena? Cena Ryan. Age 27. Measurements 36, 25, 36. Interests? Motorcycles. Horses. Skydiving. Confident men. Well, <laughs> Cena. There's got no all your here. confidence right here. There's no way her name is Cena. Well, it's not spelled that way. I understand. Uh, well, there you go. There it is. That's an episode. I got a lot of uh, got a got, got a lot of catching up to do. Got a lot of uh, wrestling magazines to read. Uh, if anyone else, uh, you know, we had gotten contact contacted by a few other people who said they had some. They were going to mail them out. Whatever. Uh, we look forward to that day. Um, or just tell us where you, where you find them. Where we can maybe find some. No kidding. Because, I mean, you know, we, we, we got some hot tips on Etsy and, and other websites, and that's cool. But, I mean, there is something to the experience of going into a store and, and finding them. Like, I went to Movie World uh, in Burbank, which is just a ton of paperback books and old magazines. Like, mm-hmm. boxes and boxes of old Life magazines from the 40s, 50s, 60s. So I'm thinking, well, this is my place. I go up to the guy at the front, and I say, you have any wrestling magazines? And he's like, nope. Mm. And I go, "You, no? And he's like, yeah, I had a big box, but uh, they're gone. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So instead, you know what I found? I got to read this. Haven't gotten into it yet. 2001, June 2001, Rolling Stone. With The Rock on the hey, cover. Rock hard. Yeah, what makes The Rock hard? It's as though Tom Sibley wrote this article. Food binges and sex talk with Hollywood's next action hero. 
Man. And what's interesting, they definitely get into some, because I was like, ah, do I want to just, I mean, I was like, I got to get this. It was only two bucks. It's even lower than the cover price. Cover price was three ninety five, even back then. But then I start flipping through, and I'm like, all right, this looks like a cool article with The Rock, an interview with him, and following him around. But then I'm like, wait a second, there's some other wrestling in here. I can't find it now, of course. This is the show's winding down, but there was a, uh, oh, there's an article about the, the murder of Notorious B.I.G. I definitely saw a picture of the Hardy Boys and Lita in here somewhere. <laughs> so I got to get to the bottom of this. That's going to have the latest. I will have the latest and the greatest. And uh, I'll be reading all these other old uh, wrestling eyes and the wrestler from the the 70s and stuff that I have. Ben Strong Wrestling. We may order a love doll for Tom. He may not need it since he's got this stack over here. I'm open to all options. All options. Tom, where can we find you online? You can find me online at the Tom Sibley for all your Tom Sibley needs. You can also find my brother at R. Emmett Sibley, the hello bear himself. Give him a hello. Vince, where can we find you on the web? At Vince Averill on Twitter, Time of the Draw on Tumblr. And this is your old pal, Matt McCarthy, saying follow me on Twitter, at McCarthy Redhead, and uh, go to my website, thisismattmccarthy.com. In the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, do what you can to help this podcast thrive. We're going to go watch wrestling. Good day. Uh.